Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the first podcast called The Virtual Cup. My name is Meredith Ullman, and I have my sidekick, my beautiful sister, Jessica, joining me here today. And our goal today is simply to tell you a little bit why this podcast has been born, a little bit uh, about myself, and just inviting you into this space and this journey with us. So good morning, Jessica. Good morning. Great to be here on the inaugural podcast. Yeah. I mean, here we are, age, well, we're over 50. I don't know if we want to delve up into quite yet, but um, just a little bit about myself. You know, I'm one of six children. Uh, our parents are still alive. They are, I'm going to, you know, give out their age. They're 78 years old and and really just thriving. And being one of um, of six children and uh, has been just, uh, gosh, so many stories to share about that. But I'm married. I have a husband of 27 years, which is just incredible. We have three amazing children, ages 25, 23, and 20. I have um, just so much, so much joy in my heart. And I'm just really hoping, um, um, I don't know, Jessica, what else can I tell them about myself here? I feel like I'm well, Maybe we share the story about how, we, how you came up with the name. Yes. So um, the virtual cup, here we are. Yeah, right. Well, first of all, um, I love mornings and and I just, um, nothing like a fresh black cup of coffee in the morning. The reason I'm starting this podcast is really just to create a space where I can share some of um, just very spirit-led moments of my life um, with, with, with you, the audience, to um, create a platform for people to come on and share moments in their life where faith has been important and I've been, gosh, in, in so many public spaces as I as I share my stories and how faith has been such a big part of it, I, I feel like I, I my heart is just overflowing um, oftentimes with the Holy Spirit and, and overflowing with with such joy and gratitude. Um, I want to start sharing sharing my cup with other people. and and I think Jessica, part of it, is people will just come up and say, Meredith, I want more of what you have. You know, please share your story. And I think people, it's not me, but it's 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 my story that's um drawing people in, um, wanting to have more peace in their life, more joy in their life, and to um just grow in their faith. Yeah. So Meredith, we were talking about the podcast and Meredith's husband came in. I could see the coffee pot cup or coffee pot pouring coffee into her cup. I said, can I have some? And Meredith's like, yeah, the virtual cup. And that's how the, the title was born. So we'll see how, if it sticks. Um, but Meredith, you are, um, you've been working on your faith for, for many, many years and just pouring more and more of yourself into your faith. And I love how you talk about your cup is overflowing and um, you have a lot to share. So thank you for your willingness to start this podcast. Um, do you want to share that story about uh, when you were five years old and you really had a, a Holy Spirit moment, I think you, you mm. call it, where you realized how grateful you are to be alive. Thank you. Yes. So at about five years of age, I was, um, I'd had a conversation with my mom and, and she was a little sad that day. Um, she's got some angels on her, um, on her ledge, uh, the kitchen ledge over the sink there. And there are seven angels. And, and I remember having a conversation with her at a young age, like, why are there seven? Um, and she said, well, remember Matthew. So 
I do remember visiting the gravestone of Matthew. Matthew is our older brother. We have uh, our oldest brother and then their second child was full term. Um, and I should put a disclaimer on here. You know, um, if anybody's listening with a, with a tender heart, um, you know, she did you know, lose her son. We lost our brother, um, but he was full term and just, he lived 17 days here on this earth before he was called home and just a very, you know, tender spot in my heart at that young age to realize that, wow, I had a, a sibling that's no longer here. And then she shared, well, Meredith, I, I had a miscarriage after me. So there's a miscarriage that happened between Jessica and I, and um, I think it happened in the first trimester. So from a very young age, I just had this sense of gratitude that I was here. I was very sad that they weren't. And I felt very fortunate that that I I was here on the earth. And I thought, you know, they didn't have a choice. They're not here, but I am. Can I, can I make a difference? Can I can I find joy in the journey? And so really from a young age, I, I just really had this um, feeling of, of gratitude and, um, and just a sense of honor that I'm here and gosh, could I, could I make a difference since I'm still here? Oh, beautiful. So I don't think we're sharing our ages, right? But we're, we're in the we sure can. I mean, it's up to you. I mean, I'm older than you. <laughs> That's all I know. And you always remind me of that. So you got that out there. Um, but talk about maybe the when I mean you've always faith has always been central to your life, uh, very much so. But I feel like is it the last ten years you would say that you've really delved even deeper, or maybe talk a little bit about a shift that's happened that you've div- dove dove deeper into your faith and what that's looked like for you and how mm. that's impacted you. Yeah, that's 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 good. I the, the first thing I will say is. When one is on their faith journey, newsflash, you you never arrive. <laughs> and and I would say, um, I it, you know, as a as a, a chart can go, it, my faith would go like this, and then I'd plateau, right? And I would say about ten years ago, I was probably riding the wave, and you know, faith was good, it was there, and then some challenges came up, and I really believe it's through challenges that we have the opportunity to grow next level in our faith. It's it's really through the struggles that that we have an opportunity to surrender and say okay, I and lean in and and um when we do that we, we grow and I would say just um you know when our youngest was diagnosed with diabetes, it was he was it was about 8 years ago now Jessica and for us that was it was just very traumatic. It was traumatic for all of us. It was such a life shift to know that we'd forever have to d- rely on, you know, an outside source, insulin and, and so forth. And it took me back to when I was five and reminding myself like, okay, why am I, you know, I'm here and I'm fortunate to be here and really trying hard not to play the victim, but just surrendering is a word saying, okay, God, this is, this is happening for us, not to us. Like, not this, like, oh gosh, why, why, why? I, I really re- refrain from saying why and just saying, okay, how, how can, how can we grow from this? How can, um, and really I learned just complete surrender. It's like, okay, this is the reality. How can we, how can we use this and move forward? And um, it, I, I want to say this just to everyone listening, growing in your faith, you will have struggle period. But if you can embrace the struggle and invite him in, you, you can operate at a, just a, a from the central core and you're just able to 
to, to see things a little differently. And, and it gives you this inner strength, despite the struggle to, to rise up, to show up and, um, um, to lean in. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question, but that, that was definitely a pivotal spot where I just remember throwing my arms up and said, okay, I cannot control. And, and we know that like really who's, who's the, the main character on this journey, you know, and you and I both know who the main character is in our life and just realizing that it's, it's not us and letting go. Yeah, no, it's, you know, easy to say that, but I mean, letting go is so hard because we have our, we have free will. We were given free will. Mm -hmm. And so much of us, me wants to, wants to make those decisions and wants to be in control. Uh, How do you on a daily basis surrender? Mm. These are good questions, Jessica. My morning it, uh, gosh, how on a daily basis do I surrender? It's, it's, um, like I said, it's, it's a journey, but for me, it's, it's honestly waking up and the first things out of my mouth, my husband and I, like I said, we've been married 27 years. That'll be a whole nother podcast, a conversation of how can we still be married 27 years in, uh, I can let you in on those secrets. But one of the things we do first thing in the morning is what are three things I'm grateful for God, you know? And when we first started, it was like, I'm just grateful that I have another day. I'm grateful for, you know, for my husband, I'm grateful for this home. Um, but when you wake up with gratitude, you're in this moment of like, okay, and I'm bookending my day. I bookend my day with gratitude and then starting, you know, and and I've worked up to this Jessica, but I have this whole morning routine where I get time with myself and the Lord before anyone else needs me in the day. And so it's a, it's a practice meaning it takes time. It didn't happen overnight. Um, learning to lean in, it's a struggle, but, but it's, um, I would say open communication when you're, when you're going through a struggle, when you, when, when this is happening, just saying, okay, I'm frustrated. Um, this is hard. Um, but then using the words, help me, just help me, Lord, this is hard versus, oh, why is this happening? Making it about you. I, I, I like, I invite him in and say, okay, Lord, how can we do this together? So I, I guess to answer your question, it's continually inviting him in, keeping an open line of communication and, and just, you know, combining, you know, that struggle with, with action um, to, to keep showing up. And, and when you, you're talking about this conversation with God, right, you're talking to God sounds like throughout your day. <clears throat> How do you, how do you hear him? Mm. How do you, how do you, how do you sense him? That's yeah. And I think Jessica, that's one of the reasons I started this podcast is, is when I, as I share stories of, of, I would call them holy moments or Holy spirit led times. um, People ask that question. It's like, how do we hear him? And uh, many different ways I've, I've heard his voice and I can share that on future podcasts, like the three distinct times, one of them, being like who I should marry. So that's, and, and it's worked so far. I've married 27 years. I'm glad I listened to him. Um, the, the, the first thing I'll say um, is you can't hear an answer if you don't ask the question. Jessica, you and I recently, um, you had a, a vision pop up and you um, remembered a picture that hung at the bottom of our stairs during our childhood. And it was Jesus knocking on the door. And unbeknownst to me, you said, Meredith, I love this picture because there's, well, you share it real quick. Just tell me, tell me the picture. I know you're interviewing me, but, um, 
Yeah, it was. it's a picture of Jesus knocking at the door and there's not a door handle on the outside. So Jesus can't open the door. It has to be opened from the inside. And we were doing a visual reflection, a visio divina, visio, visual prayer at a retreat. And um, that's the picture that came to me. And then more recently, it came, uh, the that type of picture came up again in a Bible study. And I'm like, this picture is telling me something. So I'm trying, I'm discerning what, what that's, what's that saying? I did reach out to mom and dad and they sent a picture, but they still have it hanging in their house, not in the same spot. But it's, it's kind of funny because it's a, almost like a 3D picture. It's a little bit maybe, I don't know, um, kitschy, but um, they still have it. And yeah, it's, it's, Jesus can't open the door. We have to open it for him and invite him into our lives. And I think that's really a powerful, powerful picture and, and vision for us to have. To your point about, we have to ask the question to Jesus, right? We have to ask God the questions. Um, it's a conversation that we have to open. So that's, I think, a good, I don't know. I really like the picture. Yes. And and that's exactly the point. Thank you for sharing that, Jess. Um, I, I just, you have to ask the question if you're going to hear an answer. Now, the good news, as the Bible says, it's like, he will answer. And what I have learned is this, this word called patience. <laughs> he, he doesn't, you don't get to choose when he answers or how he answers or what he says, but, but rest assured, he will answer. So um, just on a daily basis, asking the question. And when I ask, then, then I think the second thing, Jessica, is, um, I know, how do I hear or what is that like? You have to, I would say, slow down. Um, there's a word, I, Jessica, you and I talked about a few years back. I think your word was um, simplicity, um, you know, um, just s- simplifying your life enough where you have moments where you can just be. And back to my morning routine, the morning routine is really an opportune time for me to set up my day to be in a listening mode versus task-oriented, go, go, go you can't hear if you're not in the moment. And so I have always, I've I've said this, and this is a practice I do. If I think about the past that causes so much, you know, anxiety, like, oh gosh, we can, it just always revisiting the past. And if I'm living in the future, it's the fear, it's the fear of the unknown and it's all of the what ifs. And so I have exercised and brought myself to the present and I, and I am able to do that more and more. And it'll be focused on my breathing and what's right in front of me, the leaf that I see or hearing the wind, it, you know, tapping into the five senses. And it's in those moments of making myself come back to the present that I hear him. And Jessica, I hear him in, in other people. I I actually hear his voice. I, I feel him um, when I'm in my thoughts. I, I can visualize things. So he speaks in many different ways, but I think the key is really working on and creating um, more and more be present in that moment throughout the day. And ironically, this is probably not a coincidence. Look at what my cup says. The virtual cup today is be present. I, that was my word of the year. And that can be another episode too. We should talk about the word of the year and how important it can be to maybe be present in the moment. Well, Meredith, I think this was a good, a good, uh, kickoff. Uh, I appreciate the, insights that you have, um, the thoughts you have on how we can hear God in our lives. And you talk a little bit about your morning routine. I think that could be a good second podcast. I think, um, I, I know I want to know more about it. So uh, hopefully others do as well. Um, 
Any closing thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jessica. Um, I will say to, to the listeners out there, um, this is a scary thing, but God has put it on my heart to do this. And this is what happens when you're present. So I want to put a disclaimer on here. The more you tap into your faith and the more present you become, you might hear things that scare you, but, but that's okay because he will, he will take this journey with you. And, and it's just my hope that all the joy, um, that I have in my heart overflows, you know, from the virtual cup into your life. And I'm, I'm hoping as you listen, and it's my prayer for you that, that you'll walk away with tangible um, ways to grow your faith, to just show up with more joy in your heart and, um, you know, live this life um, as you're called to live with a little more passion and a little more strength. And so Jessica, thanks for the interview. And um, I look forward to episode, episode two of the virtual cup blessings.